Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. You may remember that last week in my little talk, I began a small series on the saints of the month of October. The saints that allow us to understand particular aspects of our Catholic life and how the the mission of the Catholic Church is lived in particular areas. Last week I spoke about the contemplative life. This week I want to speak about the witness of martyrdom. For there are two uh, feast days in October that have a particular meaning in this area. One is the feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch, who was martyred in the year 17 AD, and the North American martyrs that were martyred between 1642 and 1649 here in North America and Canada and the United States. And both of these uh, groups of saints in well, St. Ignatius teaches something very powerful. So let me talk a little about St. Ignatius of Antioch, who was a disciple of St. John the Evangelist, the one closest to Jesus, an extraordinary beginning of apostolic succession. But because he was a uh, a believing Christian proclaimed it throughout his life as a bishop of Antioch. He was arrested and charged uh, with uh, sedition, with treason, and with being a Christian, fundamentally. And he was ordered to Rome, made that appeal to the, the emperor, and it was going to be there in Rome that he would meet his death. And along the pathway, from Antioch to Rome, St. Ignatius corresponded with various of the other Christian communities on the way. These letters are an extraordinary source of information about that earliest post-apostolic church, not only in the East but throughout the Mediterranean world. And in this, uh, these letters, St. Ignatius talks about the meaning of the church, how the church is organized, how it should be called to particular forms of life. Uh, A wonderful thing, and I would encourage you, if you can get a copy, to read those letters of St. Ignatius. But all along, in each of these uh, uh, community letters, he spoke about his acceptance of death for the name of Christ and saw in, in martyrdom his greatest homily and his greatest profession of faith in the power and goodness of God and also in his devotion to Jesus Christ. And in fact, in one of the letters, he describes his ma- uh, martyrdom as a preparation for his participation in the Eucharist. That Eucharist, which in in a sense, forms the community, as Pope St. John Paul II wrote in his encyclical on the Eucharist, the Eucharist makes the Church, and the Church makes the Eucharist. And this is clearly the the intent uh, of Ignatius. 
But then his martyrdom becomes part of the expression of the reality of that Eucharist. He would pray that his body, once exposed to the wild animals, would be ground into pure wheat for the acceptable sacrifice, imitating Christ as we celebrate in the Holy Eucharist. And throughout his existence, St. Ignatius longed for one thing, and that is for God, and God himself, God's message, and God's power known through Jesus Christ. And that witness uh, continued to uh, resonate throughout the Church, that we began our life with understanding that above all things, God. Above all authorities, God. And for this, Ignatius went to his martyrdom. I should point out that there is another martyrdom story, and this is kind of a footnote to St. Ignatius, that is called the martyrdom of St. Polycarp, who actually was martyred at the age of 88. And his uh, story of his martyrdom became a bestseller throughout the early church. For in it, there was that sense of witness, of power, of fidelity, of faith, and ultimate victory in the life of God. In an entirely uh, different way and scope, the North American martyrs also gave a powerful witness to that martyrdom. They were a group of Jesuits who in France felt a very deep call to missionizing in the New World, especially by uh, going to New France, which is now Quebec in in Canada, but also uh, working specifically with the native populations. And in each of their lives, there was this expression of a deep hunger for souls, for salvation, and for the spread of the gospel. When uh, they came to the New World, they worked principally among the Huron, which was a, a, a gathering of Native Americans who had uh, made quite a close relationship with the French in, in Canada. And uh, working with the Hurons also to work with their great enemy, the Iroquois, a very powerful uh, Indian confederation in North America. And one of the first things the missionaries decided to do was, first of all, learn their language, and then learn their customs. And they did this by actually living among the native populations, learning how they lived, what were their attitudes, what did they hope for, long for, how did they speak, what kinds of primitive religious feelings that they may have had. And in fact, this was their first winning of, uh, of some converts who were attracted by the presence of these uh, priests, but also by their willingness to become part of the people to whom they were ministering. The North American martyrs also became famous for the number of reports that they would write up of their experiences, of their sense of the new world, what was occurring, these came to be called the Jesuit Relations. 
And they became very popular back in, in France when they were published and are an extraordinary source for the historical research into the early colonial period for both Canada and the United States. In fact, one of the early and well-known American historians, Francis Parkman, used these Jesuit relations as a primary source for a great deal of his history of the early uh, American people. Unfortunately, the enmity between the Huron and the Iroquois made this mission of the Jesuits very difficult because the Jesuits fell victim to that conflict. They tried to maintain peace. They were all eventually martyred, sometimes with extraordinary cruelty. But in a sense, in each of these, even their tormentors were impressed by their deep devotion and their desire to associate their suffering with the suffering and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when I think of the witness of martyrdom that we find in St. Ignatius and the North American martyrs, I think of some lessons that are drawn from their witness. Although the number of actual conversions were small among the North American martyrs, their witness became legendary. And in fact, as, as part of their work in the New World, we now have a very beautiful and very exemplifying saint by the name of Kateri Tekawitha the Lily of the Mohawks. A second lesson is the call to respond to Christ by making his message available to the whole world by word and witness. And all of us must remember that there is a a meaning of the word martyr that comes from the Greek, which means witness, giving a witness. And there can be both uh, the blood martyrdom of the saints whom we celebrate, but also the white martyrdom of the ability to stand up and speak of the name of Christ and to profess uh, his message to others, sometimes in a hostile and uncomprehending world. And I also think of the small parable that our Lord Jesus spoke about in the Gospel of John, about the seed of wheat. And as our Lord says, unless the seed falls to the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. And in a sense, what the martyrs have done by their witness, by the shedding of their blood, is watered the ground so that the seed of faith can fall into rich ground. And really, this is a prayer of us all, that we with our life, dying to, uh, for the name of Christ, fall into the rich soil of Jesus. 
and produce fruit and a powerful witness.